When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Tommy used to work on the dock. Now he and his data down at a tech startup. Startup. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Stu and Al pod with him, Stu. Hey, Al. Hello. I thought of that literally just before coming on air because I hadn't got anything for the start and then I came up with that. Did you like it? What is it? He worked on the dock and now he's... Now he enters data down at a tech startup. Ooh, um, startup. What's the startup called? What? What's it called? Well, the tech startup. Um, Barryman's Lever Arches. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I've ever that one. Actually. Yeah, it's a good company. Sister, how are you diddling? Uh, what about you? Yeah, not so bad. You got a drink on? Uh, I went out last night, work night out, so I'm on the water today. Oh, look, I've got a peppermint tea, Stu. Oh. <laughs> Do you like my mug, Stu? Do you see where it's where it's from? Ah, see Roma. Roma. Yep, Roma. Roma in Norfolk. Norfolk. Yeah. North Way. What? North Way. Yeah, no fucking way. Go on, then, what you got? Wogan's Island, is it? Yeah, we'll start with Wogan's, though, won't we? Um... You finished, or do you want to do a bit more after this? Yeah, I've got a bit after you. All right. Uh, here's the tape, then, for old Tezza. All right, cheers, and click. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of Wogan's Island with me, Terry Wogan. Children in need, Eurovision, you know the drill. I was meant to be playing Crazy Golf with Josie Lawrence this week, as I said last week, but sadly, Josie, the course, and Galway itself are all busy, couldn't make it. Back off. Instead, well, I am the god of Hellfire, and I bring you the Hellfire Club, which is in Minpelli Place, Dublin. You ever been there, Al? No. I hear you. Brilliant. Perched high in the Dublin mountains, this burned out and abandoned place was once the home of black masses and immoral acts. Some would say the precursor to the Catholicism you see today that you all know and love. Built in 1735. This year, it was, it was the year it was completed, by the way, as well. Yeah. A big storm blew off the roof. Legend has it the devil himself was responsible. St. Lucifer, known for interfering with stuff and, you know, generally messing around with people and such. Um, but some of the tiles were replaced, but not all, and townsfolk didn't want to waste any more money on the devil, who was seen as a bit of a pillock. Come to the Hellfire Club, Al, if you would. Okay. Wear a hood. Or a balaclava, or like me, nothing at all but a smile. Huh? Once, you, once you pass the smell of urine, it's a lovely place for a sandwich 
or a quick pint. Wogan rating, 6 out of 10. Join me next week when I'll be with Uncle Dorigy in uh, County Tyrone. So then, Wogan out. Thanks, Stu. I, I, still, I still don't understand that feature, but, you know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Stu, um, I don't suppose you've heard the news this week. There's been a few tennis items in it, but there was one about John McEnroe. No? Yeah. Um, well, John McEnroe, he's been banned from all major supermarkets really? in the UK. Yeah. Um, basically, he's been screaming at boxes of muesli down the breakfast aisle. All right. Yeah, he's, He's been saying, you cannot be cereal. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that's it. Oh. Yeah. Should we get on with top three? I don't know. Yeah. Top three. In each episode. Me and Al set each other a subject where we tell you our top three things about it. So, for example, I'll about to say to you, what are your top three pillows? Pillows? Yeah. Um, bosoms, because everyone likes a bosom for a pillow. Oh, well done. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Uh, the FX220. Yeah. And a little, um, little less talked about, the, the FX225. Ah, has that been yeah. released now? It, it, well, that's it's it's rumored to be out, but I know it's going to be great. So that's mm-hmm. top of my list. Yeah, fair enough. I've gone for the FX two twenty, the FX two twenty light. Oh, and um, one from Tommy Skinner. Yeah, <laughs> they said the the light had never worked, didn't they? They said people won't people won't stand for it, but they bloody did. I know. <laughs> uh, it, it brings a tear to my eye just thinking about it every time when the FX220 light came out so I usually use that one on a Tuesday yeah the FX220 on a Monday and a Wednesday still on a, um, on a on sometimes on a weekend I'll pop an um, FX220 light on top of an FX220 bloody hell that's a bit yeah. too much comfort though isn't it? I, I, it well there was a newspaper report saying someone had done that and they'd gone into a coma yeah I mean, that relaxed. Could, you, could you even awake from a 220 and a 220 light? Well, he's still in a coma, Stu, and it's been seven months. So, you know, they haven't taken him off the pillows, though, which I think is the probably the first thing they should be doing. Well, I don't know. You could disturb <laughs> that deep sleep from an FX220 and a 220 light. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're, you're messing with science there, isn't you? If you pull those pillars away, anything could happen. I'll tell you what, Stu, this is a sitcom waiting to happen. So if you're if you're a commission editor of BBC or Channel 4, get in contact. We'll uh we'll call know. it Wind in the Pillows. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Wind in the pillows. That's what I'm gonna call the episode. <laughs> Alex, how does a how does a pillow answer its telephone? I don't know. Hello. <laughs> right well Stu on this episode it was my choice for top three and I chose top three reality TV shows so, Stu how'd you get on with it yeah I mean I don't really watch well you kind of do don't you you think reality TV like no, but there's some good ones out there so yeah I think the amount of reality TV shows out, that's out there is is crazy like when I googled it for you know I, I just googled UK 
reality TV shows, and there's hundreds. Like, mm. there's just a ridiculous amount. Um, so, Stu, with that, how about you give us your number three? Yeah. Okay, so at number three, I've got The Undateables. Yeah, great show. Uh, the show from Channel 4, where we see our undateables overcome their nerves, disabilities, and general lack of practice in the pursuit of something extremely important for them, which leaves you, the viewer, the viewer, the viewer cheering them on. As we, we actually find out that the undateables are very much dateable. Yeah, it's, it's such a sweet show. It's a lovely show. Yeah. Um, uh, there's not been a series for ages, has there? I wonder if they've stopped doing it. I think there are quite a few on Netflix, actually. Yeah. It's narrated by Sally Phillips. The show is uh, excellent, engaging, and an emotional show with some of the most interesting characters you'll ever meet, virtually, I guess. And Sally Phillips has got a um, Down Syndrome son. Really? Yeah, so she's got a connection to the show. Aye. Uh, a few facts. The date is a flowering plant species in the palm family. Oh, good. Uh, dates are one to three inches long and one inch in diameter, mm-hmm. like your penis. Oh, good one. And uh, it is rumoured that Richard Gere once dated a hamster. Excellent. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, <laughs> my number three, Stu, is a little-known reality TV show called Playing It Straight. Now, if you've never seen this show before, it was it started in 2005. There was a series in 2005, and then it was brought back in 2012. The first series hosted by June Sarpong, or Sarpong, Sarpong, isn't it? And the second series hosted by Jamelia Jamil. Um, um, she's in She-Hulk now. She is in She-Hulk. I've not watched it yet, so no spoilers, please. Um, right. It's about, basically, it's about a single woman who's searching for love. And she has, I think there's 12 contestants on it. Six being gay, six being straight. And she has to, she goes out on dates with them and has like group dates and stuff like that. And at the end of each episode, she sends a contestant, one or two home. Um, and they're in, all in a big like circle and she gets them forward and she says, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm sending you home. I would need to know, are you straight or are you gay? And then they say whether they're gay or straight. If she gets through to the final and she picks a straight man, they share the £100,000 prize. But if um, she gets through to the final and she picks a gay man, he wins the £100,000 prize. Now, still on the first series, she picked a gay man and she picked him because she thought, well, he was a builder. He was quite manly. So she thought, well, he's bound to be straight. But no, and it was like kind of going, well, you know, you, you know, it changed, it, this is your perception of what gay could be. And it's not. And it was a, it was a, a bloke, it was a builder. He was either a builder or a fireman. But um, then at the end, she got really upset and he shared the prize with her. What? The woman on it wasn't very, wasn't very nice. She was like, I don't know, she was just a bit, ugh. Not horrible, like as in she was pretty and everything. It was just that she she didn't seem very nice on it. But yeah, well, you get rid of all like the, the first six and they're all gay. I don't know. It never it never sort of. Oh, well, they didn't say how many were straight and how many were gay. Oh. But it worked out that there were six straight and six gay guys. Um, but it was it was I loved it. I thought it was a great show. It was um, there was a lot of people who said you know people shouldn't be doing it, but I think it did change a lot of people's perceptions of what. A gay man could look like you know um so is that a bad thing you know it, i suppose everyone's got their opinions on it haven't they but yep yeah, that's my number three um so Stu, you're number two uh the great british bake-off 
You know what to do? I've never seen an episode. Oh, you should, mate. So I'll tell you all about it now. Bakers are judged on three challenges by Paul Hollywood and Prue Leaf. Whoever does the shittest bake is booted out of the tent. Eventually, one baker is crowned the winner and must decide which bakers are put to death at the end of the series. Oh, gosh, that's harsh, isn't it? Presented by Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas, Bake Off is a great watch, and you'll always find a laugh with the contestants and the presenting duo. Excellent. That was a lovely little line at the end there, Stu. Have you got that off IMDb or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few facts about the show. Vegans to... are not allowed on the show. Okay. Why? Didn't say. I can imagine why, though. Okay. How <laughs> do you know if a vegan's been off been on the Great British? Ah, how do you know if a vegan's been on the Great British Bake Off? Today, I'll tell you. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, Gav, uh, Keza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> woman presenter Mary Berry was hospitalised when she choked on a cake that was too dry. Mary likes it moist. Oh, God. She does. She used to say it all the time. And uh, there have been 490 contestants on the show so far. Only eight continue to bake uh, to this day. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks, Dave. Well, not, my number two is Coach Trip. Oh, yeah. I that. Now, I only watched probably the first few series of Coach Trip, but I absolutely still love it. It used to be on at about 1.30 in the day. We should on go on Coach Trip. Yeah, well, I don't think... Well, no, I think it still does run. Um, so, Coach Trip, there are 18 series, five celebrity series, and one Christmas special. It's hosted... Pardon? We'd be on the celebrity. Yeah, we would be. Uh, it's the, There's a coach, uh, a tour guide called Brendan Sheeran. Yeah. Um, it started in 2005. They often go for a trip around Europe, but the newer series, I think they go... Um, they've been around America like Australia, I think, and, and like Africa and places like that. Um, I'm not sure what the prize is on it because I can't remember. I think it used to be like if you won, you won a coach trip or something, like another one. I but it, it went um, – so basically what you do is you go around to different places. Then at the end of each um, each day, you would vote off someone that you didn't – vote off a couple that you didn't want to be on it anymore. They would then be given a yellow card. If you got two yellow cards, you got red and you were off the trip. Uh, the first, the first series. I absolutely love the first series. And as it's <laughs> funny one day, one year I was in Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival, and I saw a guy, like a young bloke, and I was like, "Where do I know him from? Where do I know him from?" And I went, so I approached him and I said, "Where do I know you from? Have you?" And he said, "Oh well, I've got a show down here. I've got, I've got a show on at the Fringe," and he handed me a flyer, and I went, "Oh no, it was Coach Trip, wasn't it? You were on Coach Trip," and he was like, "Well, yeah, I was, but I've got a show on." And I was like, oh, yeah, but you were on Coach Trip. And I didn't care about his show. I just wanted yeah. to know about the fact that he was on Coach Trip. <laughs> but he wasn't. I, I think he was trying to put it behind him. So there we go. I've, uh, I've got one for, fact for it. The contestants go around on a big bus, also known as a coach. Get that bus out, butler. <laughs> <laughs> go on, let's do what's your top show. I'll give you a clue out. I'll do an impression of the man that runs it. You ready? Go on, You're fired. Is it The Apprentice? Yes, The Apprentice. Uh, bearded, angry gremlin, Sir Alan Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Alan Sugar. That's Lord Sugar now. 
or whatever company. Uh, he put 12 absolute melons to a series of tasks. Tasks that should be easy to do, but that wouldn't make really good TV now, would it? <laughs> True. Uh, watching cringe as the 12... St- <laughs> Excuse me, had a hiccup there. Watch and cringe as the 12 starred... <laughs> Starved of intelligent applicants struggle to impress the short fella who supports shit London team Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> shit London team. Eventually, one is picked to be his business partner. Karen Brady and Claude Littner are on hand to help Al pick his winner. Thanks. Now, I've only ever liked one contestant on there, and that's, that's Thomas Kinnock. <laughs> if they were all like him every year, It'd be even better. Yeah, but Cockney wide. I, I, I watch it just for the cringe, to be honest. Right? Yeah, it's so dumb in the afternoon. There, it's just brilliant, brilliant viewing. You kind of wonder how they've got successful businesses outside of The Apprentice because they're so shit at tasks. It, like, you'll only get every so often they'll go, "Wow, you made like a million pounds on this one," but most of the time it's like you made nothing. Your product was mm-hmm. shit. It's like, come on. Yeah, some of the ones are fair. It's like, how are you getting this wrong? Yeah. I'd sometimes, sometimes it'll be tasks and it'll be like, okay, this contestant's a baker. They own a bakery. Um, and then the task is about baking and they've got no idea. And you think, well, how's your fucking business working, you knob? Yeah, there's one that owned their own cocktail bar, didn't know how to make a drink or something. Yeah. Well done. Uh, a few facts. I actually put that in fact, though. Only Cockney white boy Tommy Skinner was ever any good on this show. He didn't win, sadly. Uh, Alex applied to be the telephone girl um, in Alan's boardroom. You know, the one that lets the applicants through. Yeah. You can go and see Mr. Sugar now. You can go and see Lord Sugar now. <laughs> uh, but you didn't get the uh, part, did you? Well? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Kept okay. his name wrong. Ah, even though it's the same as yours. Uh, Sir Alan has to sit on a copy of the Yellow Pages on a raised booster seat so he can see over his three-foot desk. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that's all I have to say on the matter. Well, Stu, for my number one, I've also gone with The Apprentice. Ah! (laughs) So, Stu, all of these, all of my shows, my top three, started in 2005. Interesting, isn't it? The UK oh, yeah. in 2005. Um, so it's about entrepreneurs who compete, obviously, as, as Stu said, um, in business tasks to win money for their business. Now, it used to be you'd get a job with Lord Sugar, wasn't it? You still do. No, now you now you now he invests in your business. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. Yeah, so he's like your business partner. Uh, yeah. A couple of things about it, Stu. The Walk of Shame, um, where they were after they're fired, is filmed in advance. So yeah. everyone's going to start. That's why they've all got a coat and and a uh, scarf on so that you can't see what they've got on underneath. Uh, the final episode, Stu, of You're Hired is filmed, uh, well, where he says You're Hired, is filmed for both contestants. And then he takes a few months until the final is shown so that he's got time to make up his mind. So it's not done like that. He literally oh. takes a few months off. And on the, on the live final, where he hires or fires or whatever. Oh, so they come back after a couple of months then? Yeah, so they, they don't know if they've won for like oh, like a couple of months afterwards, which I think is mental. Yeah. 
But yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. But it's a great show. And I, it's not been on for a while. And I do miss it. Like, it's it's the only reality TV show that I've never got bored of. And mm. there must be like 10 series of it. And I'm not bored of it. I love it. I just find well, it. We've had it this year, haven't we? No, we've not had it yet. Because it's usually on leading up to Christmas. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, because they film it during the summer, don't they? Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, so that's mine. So, Stu, let's go to the uh, old social media. Yeah. Uh, right, so the socials are now top three. Didn't get that many, actually. Got five. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Iris, new to the show. She's gone for MTV's The Hills, Laguna Beach, and Selling Sunset. Okay, yeah. Never watched any I started watching The Selling Sunset. I've got three episodes in so far. It's pretty good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie's gone for The Great British Bake Off. Oh. Didn't know they had it in America. No. Uh, Trading Spaces and Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Oh, yeah. I've seen that before. Is that the one with move that bus? I <laughs> can't remember. Just smoke. Brendel Tron. He's also gone for The Apprentice. Yeah. Big Brother and Killer Camp. Oh, I don't know what Killer Camp is. Keza G, The Hills, The Undateables, and Four in the Bed. Yeah. What's Four in the Bed? I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's where it's. It's like come dine with me, but they go round to their B and Bs and stay over oh. night and judge it. It's great. It is good. It's on Netflix. It's regular Gav. Regular Gav. He talks a load of old shite. <laughs> We're not sure if that is the right theme tune for you, Gav. So it is now. When we forget next week, we'll make up another one for you. As yeah. Well. Uh, Gav's gone for Big Brother, but only the first few series. Yep. Uh, the Circle, which he says is genius. Is that that one where they pretend to be someone? Or like, is, is that really them or they've done like a catfish picture or something? I can't uh, remember. Like I don't a, know if I've seen it. I think it's that. Or my finger something else. Yeah. I don't know. And Gogglebox. Yeah, I've never watched Gogglebox. It's not my kind of thing. Just people watching telly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's what it is. Okay. So, Al, uh, on your next top three, Yep. I want yours and everyone else's top yep. three apps on mobile smartphones. Oh, that's a good one, Stu. Oh, very right. 21st century. Oh, it bloody is, isn't it? <laughs> apps. I want to bleed nails with that. What's that? They're, they're, they're square things on the phone. <laughs> I keep pressing them, but they don't do nothing. My favourite app is the uh, phone one where you can phone people. The yeah. text messaging where you can text people and That's the right. settings app. <laughs> oh, the settings. Yeah. I, I love uh, settings, Bluetooth, <laughs> and uh, the uh, the face call where you do your face on the calling. I like the old Wi Fi. <laughs> old Wi Fi, yep, yep, yep. Charging. Does that count? Is the on off button an app? <laughs> They're bloody amazing. Watch, watch mine. Call, call the kebab shop. <laughs> They're not doing it now, but it usually works. That 
the on-off button, the volume up, and the volume down. <laughs> the phone case, the phone charger, and the headphones. <laughs> I've not got apps on my phone because I've got a dial-up phone. So I like the number one, the hash key, and the number nine. <laughs> I've got that. I've just got the phone box down the road. So the door to the phone box, the receiver, and the, and the zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I press the old hash and star, but I don't travel back in time like Bill and Ted. <laughs> I think that was accurate. Right, so on the next episode, if you would like to tell us your favourite top three apps on mobile phones, you can. We are stillanalpod at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter. We are at stillanalpod. So that was top three, and now it's time for 90s Corner. Nineties corner. In each episode, we are going through the nineties, and we are um, finding out our favourite film, single, and pop culture moment. We are on the year nineteen ninety-seven. But Stu, let's yeah. go to the polls for the last one. So this was our favourite film from the year nineteen ninety-seven. Stu, mm. let's find out who won. So we got a hundred and nine votes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, in fourth place with 16%, LA Confidential, which was Chris okay. uh, Third place, 17%, Starship Troopers. Oh. Oh. Uh, in second place, 24%, Jackie Brown. Oh, that was my choice. And the winner with 44% of the vote is Con Air. Was that your choice? That was the public's boy, um, oh. choice. Oh. Two well, votes for it. Well done, the public. So, Stu. Good film, isn't it? Funny, good film. It is a good film. Let's go to the year 1997, Stu. What was your favourite single? Uh, I picked Stand By Me by Oasis. Stand By Me. Nobody knows. As long as you stand. Stand By Me. Did a bit of karaoke last night, Al. Did you? What did you sing? What do you think? Stand By Me. No, back the knife. Oh, yeah. And that's life as well. Uh, what, the theme tune to the uh, Esther Ranson show? Yeah. <laughs> Still got it. Still got it. Yep, Stand By Me by Oasis. Written by Noel Gallagher during a bout of food poisoning, would you believe? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, released on 22nd of September 1997. The second single from the band's third studio album, Be Here Now. And it reached number two in the UK chart. Yes, apparently... When uh, they moved to London. Yeah, I've told this story on the podcast before. Have you? Yeah. When we did, you when we did, did, did you eat then you went to make a roast dinner, and then yeah, uh, yeah, he threw it up, and that's the start of the song. Aye, because it's when we did top three Oasis singles. Ah, uh, Oasis. Yeah. Not it doesn't make better. Oasis a blur. <laughs> blur. Oh, <laughs> Oasis, Oasis. <laughs> that what you got for that? Uh, it reached number two in the UK chart. Okay, excellent. And it's also a name of a film, and there was another Stand By Me song by Benny King, but that's a different song. It is, very true. Well, Stu, I was tossing and turning all night, and then I what got about out of bed. What about the song? <laughs> um, and in the end, uh, I, I, I was, there was two that I was going to go for, and in the end, I came down on Torn by Natalie and Brulia. <laughs> So I've chosen Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. 
which is a um, a cover of the 1993 single by Liz Sorensen. Yep, that's uh, correct. Um, it's actually, I found this quite interesting. It's the 85th biggest selling single of all time in the UK. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But it only it's reached like the most like a successful Australian in the UK. Probably not. Or spelling in the UK. Yeah. Well, Although yeah. I imagine Rolf Harris is there. Jake the Peg sold quite a few copies, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it only apparently reached number two in the charts, though, Stu. So that's understood by me. But it was it it was the number one in radio plays for about fourteen weeks. I think it was or something. Which yeah, it's good song. It was good. It was a great song. It was a debut single by Natalie Brulia. I think it's a great song. It was either that or there was going to be another one, which I'll uh, do in my uh, honourable mentions after we've gone through the public. So there are two singles up, Stu, up on the poll. What's going to join them? Uh, the only other two songs that picked in the thing. So Iris picked Torn by Natalie and Brulia as well. Yep. Uh, it's regular Gav. It's regular Gav. He talks absolute shite. <laughs> Did, oh, yeah, he's picked Paranoid Android by Radiohead and an honourable mention to Barbie Girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frank is on for Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve and an honourable mention to Good Riddance, Time of Your Life by Green Day. And yep. Kezzy, Bittersweet Symphony as well from The Verve. So it's literally only four songs here so that's the uh that's the four okay excellent i'm surprised soon no one picked candle in the wind no my honorable mention was the macarena my honorable mention was no doubt ah uh, yeah and, uh, with don't speak <laughs> Stu, going back to candle in the wind yeah. you remind me of a candle in the wind very okay. unreliable it's good that isn't it yeah i've stolen that joke from uh, garth Marenghi's dark place so if anyone is listening i'm Quoting that. Okay. I like it's all in the de delivery, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? So those singles will go into a poll on Twitter and you can vote for those and see which one is the best single of the year 1997. Now, we're usually quite popular with the, with the singles and the films. So God knows how many we're going to get next week because it's the 1997 pop culture moment. Lady Diana's funeral. You could have that, couldn't you? That happened. Yeah, I suppose. So if you would like to tell us your favourite pop culture moment from the year 1997, you can. We are stuandalpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at stuandalpod. Cool. Still to come. I popped down to London now. London? With our favourite pub, the Bag of Nails. Bag of Nails, isn't it? Go every day there, son. Yeah. yeah. Uh, returning character this week, by the way, as well. Oh, good. Uh, it's Inglorious Bastards for the both of us in Tits Up. It is. Uh, Dinosaur Park goes Tits Up. Yeah. Mike Reed is back with uh, offer more tips on life. He's got three for us this week, Al. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah, because he's had jokes in the past, hasn't he? So he's got three, three stone cold facts this week. Uh, tips, even. Tips. Uh, I present news and sport. But for now, here's Al with the ad. For subpar comedy and poor impressions. It's time for Al's Ad. Did you know 75% of washing machines break down in their first year? Hi, I'm Kylie Minogue. And my <laughs> new... 
I'm trying to think who you I know it's someone Australian. <laughs> Mind you, um, Kylie's washers won't ever let you down. These machines will never stop spinning around. Ah, very good. If you ever if you ever find a fault, get out of my way. You want a refund because our machines will never break down. Just ask Harold Bishop. Kylie's washers have me spinning around with joy. Spinning around. Kylie's washers spin around to any electrical store near you. Disclaimer: seventy-five percent of washing machines do not break down in their first year of use. And now it's time for In the News. You spin around to a shop. Yeah. (laughs) In each episode, Stu tells us a couple of news stories, one real, one fake. He then goes through the sport, Dr. Doris, sometimes travel, travel with Arnie, and um, also the weather. So, Stu... Here are your headlines. Here's our headlines. Scientists discover most earthquake damage is caused by shaking. <laughs> Barbershop singers bring joy to school to death. <laughs> and a yellow object has been spotted in the sky by astronomers. Probably the sun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, more than likely. But first... A woman in Canada this week has entered the Guinness Book of Records by putting on 22 socks on one foot in 30 seconds flat. Mm. I don't care who you are, that is a terrific... Oh. Right there. Foot loose. I mean, feet doing stuff like that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A six-inch alien has been spotted in St. Albans. Reports from Bufora... That's the British UFO ra. Yeah. Uh, they revealed that a tiny alien with an oversized head was spotted, with experts believing it could be some sort of scout for a full-blown invasion. Ooh. Aided by six-inch aliens. That'll be fun. I mean, the odds of invading... The odds of aliens invading Earth are actually 100,000 to 1. Okay. 1,000 to 1. How about that? Do you know what the odds of Tottenham winning in the Premier League are? 1,000 to 1. That's the aliens when they get here. <laughs> Peter. A lot of hate for Tottenham this week, haven't we? Yeah. Good. A miracle drug has come under fire this week after killing its 13th patient in the past 30 days. I think it's working there, Doc. <laughs> right, well, I'll try something else there, mate. A man in the US has been charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing a live alligator through a Wendy's drive through window. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he was just out for a bite to eat, weren't he? But uh, yeah. ended up getting snappy with the waitress in the intercom. Uh-huh. Tried to flee the scene, apparently, as well, but he tripped over his crocs. Oh, God. Can't make it up, can you? A pensioner was arrested this week, Alan, in a local park. Practicing karate on swans. Yeah. yeah. I took on a pig once in a karate fight. Yeah. Beat with a pork chop. Oh, gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Is it all That emus are at it again. Remember the escape yeah. Roger, was oh, it? Yeah, the escape team, you. Well, this time this has happened in North Carolina where the bird was spotted on the run this past Tuesday. 
Uh, but he, this time it was actually caught by the cops and returned to his owner. Interestingly, not shot at either, just caught and returned. Yes. I thought always usually guns, fellas. <laughs> True. Well, bit of sport, El. Sorry, before we get to it, are we just not doing the uh, in the news feature as in two stories now? Is that just gone? Yeah. All I'll right, probably bring, I might bring it back. I don't know. All right, fair enough. Like finding these little stories and then making jokes about them. All right, go on then. Give us a give us your sport. I might I might do the um, the old special for you next week then. Mm. Just I'm running out of bands, isn't I? That's all. True. <laughs> I could switch it to film stars, I suppose, and use their films. Yeah, it's up to you. Telling me how to do my feature. <laughs> sport. A lot of sports been called off this week. I'll do some train strikes. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> However, the Kabaddi World Cup is still going ahead. Nepal take on Indonesia in the final next week. Kabaddi. 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 I say play it. Say play it. Health with Dr. Doris. All right, lads. Dr. Doris here. Had to cover the uh, clinics this week, didn't I? Yeah. The clinics. The clinics. Clinics. Hard oh, word saying it. Clinic. Clinic. So for the first few days, I was in the uh, hemorrhoid clinic. I mean, really busy down there. Just standing room only. <laughs> uh, then I was at the uh, blood donor. Blood donor clinic, weren't I? So, you know, taking the, take the blood. You put the needle in, take the blood. Yeah? Yeah. So I had a priest, a pastor, and a rabbit walked in. I asked the rabbit for his blood type. Rabbit says probably a typo. Oh. Yeah. 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 No, see you later, lads. See you later. Not real doctor. What? Sorry. Travel to Varney. Good evening. This week I travelled to Bruges for the World Chess Championships where I take part. A beautiful city and a really enjoyable trip, apart from one row I had during my chess match. My opponent got angry with me as I said, I'll be black. And I didn't know it was his color. So there we go. <laughs> I still have this done. Uh, the weather will be understanding. Oh, very lovely. Thank much for our new sponsor. The news of weather today was brought to you by Brendan's Seafood and Circumcision Clinics, where today's snip is tomorrow's calamari. Oh, lovely. <laughs> well, thanks, Stu. That was in the news. And now it is time for Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. In each episode, Stu and I give each other a film to watch. We watch it and then we answer five questions on it. It is currently six one to me at the moment, but we both well am I? No, no, very well. We both chose the film Inglorious Bastards. Now, Stu. I've written seven questions down, just in case you ask me any of the same questions. Yeah, I was thinking about that. So after five. So if you go first, what I'll do is I'll I'll put my booklet to the side so right. that if you ask me any of those questions, I can't see the answer. Right. Okay. Go on then. Oh, yeah. sorry, before, we, before we start, Stu, did you come up with a tagline? Uh, it turns out Hitler did die during the war. Hmm. Mine is. Nasty Nazis get a ruddy good hiding. Yep, good. How'd you like a Nazi? Scout or waterlogged? Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, question one. In what country does the film begin? France. It's in France. Yeah. Had to think then. Who plays 
Translander. That would be um, Christoph Waltz. Yep. Lander rejects a glass of wine for which drink? Milk. Yep. What kind of blood does Aldo Rain Aldo Aldo Rain claim to have? What kind of blood blood does he have? Yeah. Oh, is this that? Um. Ah, uh, I can't remember. Apache. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the nickname of Donny Dorowitz. Bear Jew. Bear Jew. Four out. Well done. Oh. Interestingly, Stu, I haven't got any of the same questions that you've asked. Ah, good. So I can take a pick from the ones that I've got for you. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, it's I've got four, so I'll try and pick the easier ones. Um, yeah. uh, what is uh, Papa doing at the start of the film with an axe? Chopping wood. He is chopping wood. Well done. Question two. The German soldier is asked if he got his medals for killing Jews. And he says, no, he got it for what? Get that for killing Jews? That's what he says. And then what does he say in return? I can't remember. It's bravery. Um, How does Bridget von Hammersmark say she injured her leg? Uh, mountain climbing. Correct. Well done. I didn't know if you got that. You know, when I was watching it, I thought it was skiing, but it wasn't. It was a uh, thingy. Um, what does the bear Jew say before shooting the usher at the cinema? Well, the uh, security guard. He goes up to him and he says one word. What does he say? Surprise. Oh, no. He says champagne. Oh, fuck <laughs> Uh Right. Um... How many Nazi scalps does Brad Pitt say he wants? A hundred from each of you. A hundred from each of them. Oh, so still you got three. Do you, to, do, you want to, do you want the other questions that I'd written down? Yeah, then I'll give you a tie break. These are harder. Um, how many bastards are lined up when Brad Pitt is, Brad Pitt is talking to him at the start? Three. It's uh, seven. Yeah. And the other question would have been, what is the cinema called? Uh... I can't remember. Oh, sorry. That was actually my uh, tiebreaker. That was, it was Le Grammar. Yeah. Um, and also, Stu, if you'd have had the um, the other question, it was, what dessert are they having? Um, what is what dessert is Hans Lander, Lander having when he says, wait for the cream? Strudel. Yeah, that was Strudel. <laughs> Strudel. Yeah. He orders for her as well. Yeah, he does, yeah. So I'll just have, have coffee. coffee. You can have Strudel and cream. And I thought that's when... He recognised her from the dairy farm. The well, I wonder one. if he does. Never really. Hmm. It? It's like, oh, it's like, oh shit, he knows it's, he knows it's her. So, so what, what was my tiebreaker? I'm going to watch that film again, though. Mm. I didn't watch it recently either because I thought I'd remember it. So I only watched it uh, not long ago. But um, I want to watch it again now. Yeah. I've been Go watching on. The Sopranos the last couple of weeks. Take a break. Uh, yours was the Who Plays Archie Hickok? Archie Hickox. British officer. Oh, is that... Um... Oh, it's not Mike Myers, is it? No, Michael Fassbender. Ah, it was... Yeah, I thought it was Fassbender, but then I thought... Hey, oh, hey, So, Stu, on the next question, on the next one, we're on Jay. I've got Jumanji for you. Fucking hell. Have you got that as well? <laughs> yeah. Should we do a different film? Should, do you want me to give you a different one? <laughs> 
Oh, which Jumanji? I did do the Robin Williams one. Yeah, I've got the Robin Williams one. Oh, so. right. Is the other one on, on anything? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Well, let me just check and then uh, I'll give you the other one if uh, if there's if that's on anything. <laughs> Pick two on the trot. Uh, oh, Stu, you can have Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Oh. Which is on Netflix. And mine is just Jumanji. So if you would like to join in, maybe watch the films Jumanji and Jumanji The Next Level. They are both on Netflix, I think. Yes, they are. They're both on Netflix. Jumanji um, The Next Level? You mean Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle? Oh, sorry, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. They are both yeah. on Netflix, so you could watch them and play along next week. Nice so little double header. Yeah, that was Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. And now it's time for Tales Down a Bag O' Nails. Rabbit. Rabbit, 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 In each episode, Stu or I head down to London to our favourite watering hole, the Bag O' Nails. It was Stu's week this week. Stu, who do you meet? So I met um, Melvin, the performer again. <coughs> oh, good. Do you remember how his voice went? Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> I think that was it. I don't know. Wasn't that um, Tom Cat? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind. Doesn't matter. No one, no one remember. Hi. <laughs> go on, give us a tape. Oh, Thank you, and click. Oh, lads, Melvin, the performer, I'm back. Remember me? My yep. voice was funny last time, I had a cold. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's sorted it. But tell you what, lads, since we've been on your show, I've been booking gigs non-stop. So thanks for that. No punchline there, just a genuine thing. Anyway, my tales. Let's get on with it, shall we? I did a gig in London this week. Oh, packed ass, tell you, packed ass. Five minutes in, these four late, four late arrivals, don't they? Right at the back. They've all got their, their country's football shirts on. England, France, Spain and Germany. They all usher in at the back. I said to them, uh, you look at the back. You see? You see all right from back there? And they all answer, yes, we see. Ja. <laughs> Brilliant. Just finished a short film about a man who uh, finished paying off his house loan. Yeah. Mortgage Freeman's in it. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Met Mike Tyson the other day. Lovely bloke. Asked him what his favourite actor who his favourite actor is. He said Colin Firth. Alright, good. Who else do you like? Colin Second. <laughs> oh yeah. Fair enough. I had a birthday last week, didn't I? Didn't get much, just a couple of stage presents. <laughs> Someone said to me that uh, Will Smith is the best rapper turned actor. I said, that's ludicrous. <laughs> Brilliant. My good friend, you know him as Captain Kirk. You know the lad? Yeah. yeah Captain Kirk. So um, he's trying to start off a Star Trek themed line of underwear for women's, women's lingerie. Yep. Uh, sadly, though, no one's invested in Shatner panties so far. So <laughs> oh, I'm that name, I think. <laughs> Shatner panties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shatner panties. <laughs> and I think we've had this one before, but I can't remember. But both said to me that geezer from No Country for All Members in there the other day, causing a bit of trouble. I said, uh, Have you a bard in? 
He went, no, I wouldn't do that. He's been spending loads. Woo-hoo! Hey! Hey! I wonder. Yeah, that's back, don't worry. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Shatner panties is one of the best jokes I've ever heard. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks, Stu. That was the Bag of Nails. And now it's time for Mike Weed's Top Tips. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette tape with a couple of top taps from from Make the Lead. Um, Stu, have you got a cassette? Yep. Thank you. And click. Hey, Drew, it's Mike Reed here. A couple more tips. I thought you three this week. You know, that's one I did a joke instead, didn't I? So, make up for that by giving you three. Birdwatchers. Why do you just get a private detective to watch the birds for you? That way, you don't have to leave your house when it's cold. You get regular reports. Comfort your own home. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, a style conscious. Give yourself a turdy swagger by only wearing one shoe. <laughs> and one for all you four-wheel one drivers out there. Put a baby on board sticker in the car. And watch the drivers behind you slow right down. Guarantee you to win every race. <laughs> Very clever. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thus brings to an end episode 55 of the Stu and Al Pods. Not quite. And still alive. I've got another tape for you here. Oh, go on then. There we go. Click. And our lads is John Lennon back from a few oh, weeks yeah. off. Yeah. In Batman, I always liked Bane. Paul didn't. Said he's still insane. George said he's a lark. He was raised in the dark, which helped me to write Jenny Lane. <laughs> Very good. See you later. Go on, Yoko. Stu, um, before we go, I, it, as I said at the start, it's big, uh, big news in tennis with the John ah, McEnroe. But also, um, I don't know if you know that Roger Federer is retired. Yeah, I know. It's had to do, hasn't it? Well, luckily, Stu, uh, you may you can't see him on camera now, but I have got Roger Federer here for an interview. Oh, no way. Yes, I thought, I, I, you know, get it. I got in there quick, and he said yes. I said, I said we were a really famous podcast. And he doesn't kind know. Of he's, kind from, of he's from Switzerland. He's got no idea. Um, so, Stu, I've got a few questions for him, and then if you want to ask him a question at the end, you can. Really? <laughs> okay, yeah. Hello, Roger. Thanks for coming along. Um, I've got three questions for you, if you don't mind asking. Uh, what will you do now you're retired? Well, well uh, you know, I'll be uh, watching the tune. Uh, yeah, and a gunning on holiday with the lads. I've got two weeks booked in Butlins and all I have, you know. Well, thank, thanks, Roger. Bit weird, isn't it? That's not Roger Federer. Um, well, let's ask him a couple more questions. It might be. Uh, Roger, what, what will you miss most about playing tennis? Oh, and a banter with the lads. Oh, I love the banter. You know, and uh, uh, what I used to like doing is whipping Raphael and the dad's bare buttocks with a rolled up towel, you know, like, what's your, what's your? Oh, I, lo- I love that one. Great banter with the lads. I'll ask him one more, Steve. This is not him. This is not him. Um, well, uh, Roger, what, what would you say to those who, um, like the, the young kids who, who want to give, Tennis a, a play a, a go and want to become professional. No, you just got to give it a go, like you know, hit the ball over the net, not at the net. Make sure you get in those little lanes. 
and you know, make sure you hit the right balls because I once hit me one balls. Oh man, it was painful. <laughs> Can he painful? Like, Stu, do you want to ask him a question or anything? Yeah, go on, Roger. Have you ever been to Switzerland? Switzerland, now, nah, man, I'm I'm all right down the town. I don't go in any places. Okay, thanks, Al. I don't think it's him. No, I don't think it is. It's I, just I, some bloody bloke called Roger Federer. Yes, basically, I don't know. He's got in my house. Um, uh, I'm a bit concerned. But, oh, he's leaving. He's leaving. Bye, Roger. Hey, see you later, pal. Well, I do apologise, Stu. I, I I quite often get these celebrity interviews wrong, don't I? Yeah. I can pick the wrong people, but never mind. Easy mistake so, to make. So, no, no. so does he look just like him, then? No, he looks nothing like him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that. Um, so let's just get the uh, the stuff out of the way. If you would like to contribute to our next top three, which is Stu. Top three apps on mobile phones. Top three apps. Or you would like to tell us your favourite pop culture moment from the year 1997. You can, Stu and Alpod at gmail.com or Instagram and Twitter at Stu and Alpod. And is he still there? No, he's gone. You just shout out your window. No. Roger. Ro- oh, no, he's still there. He's just putting he's- his shoes on. Yeah. Right. Can I ask him a question? Yeah. Uh, what's your name, mate? Roger. Roger what? Roger Feddy. Roger Feddy. Aye. Oh. That's where we've gone wrong. Yeah, that's where I've gone wrong, isn't it? I saw Roger F and I thought it was him. Oh, you can go again now. Hurry. He's gone. He's gone. Oops. <laughs> Random bloke called Roger. Yeah, never mind. I'll get one right one week. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Stu, oh, you've got pad up there. Have you got anything else lined up? Have you? No, that's it. That's oh. everything on the old pad. Oh. You got anything else? Got dinosaur on mine. You got dinosaur on your pad. Mine's There's Explorosaurus. Uh, I know. Yeah, I've seen that one before. Uh, mine's just uh, a standard black A4 pad. Actually, my writing on. So, um, well, I can't think of anything else to say, Stu. But goodbye. Remember them Bernard Matthews crispy drummers? Yeah. They were nice, weren't they? Yeah, they were, actually. You don't get them anymore, do you? They died. Yeah, but the company's still going. I don't know. I'm going to say all mine, mate. Still I don't know how it all works. Turkey drummers. From my, from my turkeys on my farm. And they're all looked after. <laughs> right, that's your task for next week's episode. Next week's Owl's Ads. Can be uh, Bernard Matthews themed. Bernard please. Matthews. Either that or down bag of nails. I'm Bernard Manning. And I never had sex. Bernard Manning. What? Oh, yeah. Bernard Matthews. <laughs> so Don't get them confused. <laughs> they sound similar. I'm Bernard Matthews. I ain't never had sex with a turkey. Yet. Envelope's a trier. It's not libelous because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think Bernard Manning is dead as well. Yeah, he's dead and all. Yeah. All right. And on, on that bombshell. <laughs> see you in a few weeks, guys. Good. R.I.P. to uh, the, the woman who played Nurse Ratchet as well. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Best movie bastard of all time. <clears throat> right. Goodbye. See ya. 
When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.